This is the Buckeye Roundtable Show, presented by Byers Auto on the Ohio State Sports Network from Learfield. Buckeye Roundtable is brought to you statewide by the American Dairy Association Mideast and Cova Insurance and by Papa John's. Now here's your host, Tim Hall. All right, what's going on, Buckeye fans? I hope you had a tremendous weekend. We got a lot of stuff to get to on tonight's show. Back on our normal day on a Monday, feeling pretty good. Sun came out. Weather was great. I hope it was great wherever you are across the uh, wonderful state of Ohio or beyond. It wasn't a great Sunday for the men's basketball team, but it's late in the day now, and hopefully you're starting to turn the page, and you realize you got a game tomorrow. You're you're 24 hours away from another game, and you have three home games to try to make sure that you secure a great seed for the Big Ten tournament. And then we play into that next week in Indianapolis. It was a really good, as good of a Sunday as humanly possible for the women's basketball program. So they win the championship. They grab a share of the Big Ten championship. It's what you play for all season long. It's why we talk about the importance of every single one of these games. It's uh, It was accomplished by Kevin McGuff and the women on this basketball team. They had a tremendous season, and they had a key injury to Madison Green and... They just kept going, and they were they were picked to finish somewhere around fifth, so they overachieved, and they got the job done. It was really tremendous, led with the scoring from J.C. Sheldon and Taylor Mikesell. If you didn't get a chance to go out there and see them, maybe you are getting a little FOMO, fear of missing out, and you want to travel over to Indianapolis this week so you can cheer them on in the Big Ten tournament. If you didn't get a chance to see them at all this season, I would recommend that you do that. They are worth your time. They were tremendous this year. I was glad I got a chance to get out to the Schottenstein Center and see them play. So we'll talk to Kevin McGuff at the end of the hour like we always do. We're going to hear from Coach Holtman here in the next segment. And we know that the the schedule and the compressed schedule is a big topic of conversation with all these games slammed into a short period of time. You saw the legs give out and they could not handle it at the end of the Maryland game. Well, what are they going to do now? You know how how do they go forward because you got 3 games here. You, yesterday was the start of 4 games in 7 days. Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. You got Nebraska on Tuesday, tomorrow. You've got Michigan State on Thursday night. Hopefully these crowds at the Schottenstein Center will be the best ones that they've had all season. If this basketball team ever needed it from the fan base. They need it now. They need them to show up. They need them to support. And then, of course, Michigan on Sunday to finish the regular season home stretch. Does not get a whole lot bigger than that. We will talk some Buckeye football with Bill Rabinowitz as we're one week closer to the start of spring practice. That's always exciting. And then the spring game comes up in mid-April. Our, uh, our, our, one of the things I want to talk to him about is there, there seems to be a definite quest around the Woody to get more defensive than they've been in the past. I think anyone that's paid close attention, they realize that 2021, it spoke loud and clear, and they certainly made some of these changes with who they've hired. How well is it going to work out? He's going to be by at 635. And before we talk to Bill, more men's hoops talk with the guy that calls the action in Paul Keels. Second hour, it's going to bring us some Buckeye football recruiting talk and a little bit of hoops recruiting talk in that 2023 class and how it's so big for Chris Holtman as we'll go on the trail with Stephen Means of the Plain Dealer who follows all that stuff really well. And, of course, we'll talk some Ohio State men's hockey with the head coach, Steve Rollick. They had that weird bye week on the last week of regular season play. Who would want a bye week 
on the last week of regular season play. That's how it worked out in Big Ten hockey. So they got it. So they get to rest up. They get to heal up a little bit. And they will be taking on Penn State at home at the Schottenstein Center later this week. Friday night, Saturday night. Gosh, it's going to be busy at the shot, right? Thursday, you got men's hoops. Friday, Saturday, men's hockey. Sunday, men's hoops again. Basketball court, ice, ice, basketball court. Hopefully, hopefully nobody's slipping and sliding. And the condensation isn't an issue on Sunday when you got to rip that thing back to basketball one final time. All right, as I was just saying, this uh, men's basketball team, the Buckeyes will return to action tomorrow night against Nebraska. Our network coverage begins at 6.15 with the Logan AC and Heat Services Buckeye pregame show. Coming up, we're going to hear from Coach Chris Holtman in our radio show Rewind as the Buckeye Roundtable continues. This is Buckeye Roundtable presented by Byers Auto on the Ohio State Sports Network from Learfield. Here's to the ones who put in the work. The no days off rise and grind warriors who live by the oath of my body is my temple. And when their temple needs to rebuild after a long workout, athletes of all types choose low-fat chocolate milk. It's delicious and contains the right mix of protein and carbs to help refuel exhausted muscles. Chocolate milk turns motivation Monday into flex Friday. Crush your goals with the help of a real recovery drink. Try it for yourself. Built with chocolate milk is brought to you by the American Dairy Association Mideast, a proud sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. And now, Archie Griffin, football's only two-time Heisman Trophy winner, to tell you about Encova Insurance. Much like in athletics, Encova Insurance relies on teamwork, accountability, and dedication to execute a successful game plan. Your independent Encova Insurance agent can create a personalized solution for all your insurance needs. With smart digital solutions, superior financial strength, local expertise, and more, Encova provides a full range of products to encircle businesses and individuals with coverage at every step in life's journey. They remain dedicated to progress and continue to strive to be the most trusted and responsive provider of industry-leading solutions. Hard work and passion are critical components of any winning team. Count on Encova Insurance as your local team to provide peace of mind. Contact your independent Encova Insurance agent or visit Encova.com for more information. This is the Ohio State Sports Network from Learfield. Timmy Hall back here with you. It's Buckeye Roundtable presented by Buyers Auto as we roll on here. About to listen to some thoughts from the head coach of the men's basketball team, Chris Holtman. But first, Papa John's wants you to buck up and help beat cancer. Use the promo code BUCKUP at PapaJohns.com and save $2 on any order over 20 bucks. And your locally owned Papa John's will donate $1 to the James at Ohio State. Buck up, beat cancer, and our thanks to Papa John's for catering tonight's show. That's always awesome. Check them out at PapaJohns.com. Time now for the Chris Holtman Radio Show Rewind. All right, well, and I bumped into Ron Stokes. He was over here at the building today, who we talked to last week, and we'll talk to him again next week. If you haven't figured this out, we've been uh, flip-flopping Paul Keels and Ron Stokes for our basketball conversations on this show because they work together. We we want to let you hear from both of them. Tonight's going to be a Paul Keels night, but I saw Ron today, and you can you can imagine how the plane ride back from Maryland yesterday was, right? It's not fun. It's quiet when 
you just you could feel right that the Buckeyes didn't have it yesterday. And it does sting a little bit more when it's a team that's 13 and 15. We all know, we all understand that Maryland can play better than that record. I mean, you just saw Nebraska, who's a really bad team, just absolutely throttle Penn State. You could say that those are both bad teams, but I think I think everybody understands there's a certain level of talent you got to have just to be in this conference. And Maryland was supposed to be really good. Their coach left early in the season. I think that affected them a little bit. I thought I saw when Maryland was here at the Schottenstein Center, most of that game, they played with no life. They were completely listless. And if there was one thing I would have expected Maryland to play hard, I didn't think they did for much of that game here in Columbus. I thought for five or ten minutes in the second half, they flipped the switch and made a little bit of a rally. But in the end, it's just two different scripts. The way Ohio State pounded Maryland in Columbus, it's almost exactly how Maryland pounded Ohio State in College Park yesterday. Except for Maryland did most of that and made it look that bad in the last Six minutes of the game. It was really a one-two possession game until then. And the energy, the hustle plays, everybody is going to want to point to the schedule and how tired this team was. And how could, you know, you'll hear a couple comments from Chris Holtman about it. And again, like I think Ron on the show today was even prefacing by, now look, the, the schedule is what it is. It's not much of an excuse, more of a fact of the matter. It's not like you're going to, keep saying it and saying it over and over again, but in the immediate aftermath, if you want to point to that, well, it is a reason. It's a reason for what happened, not so much an excuse, because it's like, I don't know if anybody else's dad used to say this to them when we were practicing football when we were young kids. You know, when when a ball gets thrown in your direction and you're going to get crunched really hard, dad just looks at you and says, oh, you, you may as well catch it. You may as well catch it. You're going to get crunched either way, right? And you know, Dad's kind of right when he says that. You know, you you would you would much rather catch the ball and take the pain than have the pain and not catch it. It's kind of the same in this situation, right? Basketball games are coming up on the schedule. You may as well figure out a way, dig deeper into that bag. Maybe find another couple guys where you can squeeze some more minutes out. Squeeze. Some juice out of Joey Brunk, right? Who was in the game? He's been a part of the rotation. Jimmy Sotos at times has been a part of rota- has been a part of the rotation, and then he's gone. Maybe more Cedric, more Eugene Brown, a couple more minutes out of Justin Orange, but they they just fell completely flat. And what really hurt is when Malachi and EJ yesterday. If you don't get it from your stars, it's really really tough for this team. Here's Chris Holtman. I'll give you a couple that he had about the. Team being fatigued, the team being tired. Here we go. But I think a number of our guys looked looked tired and fatigued yesterday. We looked we looked mentally and physically kind of worn down. And you know, when you play Saturday, Monday, Thursday, Sunday, you're going to feel it. You are, and uh, that's normal. I think not to mention the fact that uh, two of those were were road games, and really a couple of them were really emotional games. He's right. They are. Nobody's disagreeing with that. Nobody's saying that's not true. But it's. It's just the fact of the matter that you're in that game. It's 44-42, 12 minutes to go in the second half. Michi took a long three to try to, I just go back and forth whether I liked that attempt or whether I didn't because the way the three was not falling for Ohio State all day, 
and how I thought plenty of those threes were not even talked to Ryan Peden with this about this after the game last night. He agreed a lot of those threes weren't the attempts that they really looked. Some of them were and they were missing them. Some of them were just sort of sped up out of rhythm type of threes. And I thought maybe working it inside there when it's a two point game instead of taking that shot. It just it just played into the mindset of we're trying to win it all back. We're trying to win it all back right now. So that happened. And then shortly after that. Maryland started to, you know, they made a bucket. I think right after that miss was when Malachi got beat bad on defense by Dante Scott. And Malachi was getting beat a lot on the hustle plays. That, I think, he was one where it definitely caught up. I'm not going to go with the freshman wall. He's been too good for that wall. But it caught up to him for a game. Here's one more from Holtman about being tired affecting play. How much of, of you know, yesterday's uh, lack of kind of bite defensively and just in general is is issues that we can correct and then how much of it was to some degree out of our control because we just didn't have the the physical or the really in some cases the emotional stuff to be able to do that I think that's what you're trying to kind of work through and figure out as a coaching staff and separate okay here's what we have the ability and can correct versus you can't control the 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 calendar of the schedule we play four you know four more games this week including yesterday so because of the the games that have been changed and all that uh it's just forced what we all knew what we all talked about two weeks ago was this compressed schedule but uh, we've got to figure out what can we correct as coaching staff and players to you know to 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 just perform a little bit better having said that it was an unbelievable win against Illinois <clears throat> on the road in a in an, another really difficult environment. We played really a back to back road games in terrific environments, and I think you give you give you know a program like Maryland credit because they've had a very difficult year, and yet they they uh, almost uh, sold it out. Or maybe they did sell it. I don't know, but it sounded like it. You know, when you think about it, the Buckeyes beat a eighteen and ten Indiana team, and they beat a top fifteen on the road. They lost to Maryland and they got docked in the AP poll. They dropped from 22 to 23. If they won that and finished undefeated this week with the Illinois when you thought they'd be moving, you know, way up. So here's Holtman talking about Nebraska now. Huskers up next. Yeah, that was always the goal. I think that was the goal from the Big Ten is to get these these games <clears throat> rescheduled. And, you know, they're coming at us quick. And we'll talk about, I know Nebraska more. Nebraska's playing the best they played all year. Uh, they almost <laughs> beat Iowa. They beat... Uh, uh, Penn State by 25 last night. It wasn't that close. It was at Penn State. Nobody in our league has done that. It's not one team in our league that has went to Penn State. Our game, we actually played really well and, and, and beat them pretty good. But Purdue game was, was close going down to the wire. Uh, they beat Michigan State. All of the teams they played have been close there. And Nebraska just went there and won by 25. And like I said, it really wasn't even that close. Yeah, well, we'll talk about that with Paul Keels as we'll keep the basketball conversation going. You can join Coach Chris Holtman as he looks back at previous games and gets you ready for the week ahead with Dom Tiberi, Dave Holmes, and former Buckeye captain Ron Stokes on Inside Ohio State Athletics. That's Saturday mornings at 1130 in Columbus on 10 TV and statewide on Bally Sports Ohio. Paul Keels will be in the studio next as the Buckeye Roundtable continues. For a Buckeye Roundtable coming up, presented by Byers Auto on the Ohio State Sports Network from Learfield. 
Hey, Buckeye fans, AEP Energy wants to know if you're ready to power up and carbon down. Help bring 100% renewable energy to the homes and businesses of your community by enrolling in our Eco Advantage plan today. Together, we can reduce our carbon footprint and supply clean energy for a brighter future. Visit aepenergy.com slash OSU to get started. AEP Energy, the official electricity and natural gas sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. While an affiliate of AEP Ohio, AEP Energy is not soliciting on behalf of and is not an agent of the utility. As the official hot dog of Ohio State Athletics, Sugardale is dedicated to delicious. Whether you're cheering on the Buckeyes at the game or grilling at your home tailgate, you can count on Sugardale to score a touchdown. Made right here in Ohio for more than 100 years, Sugardale has always taken a personal approach to making great-tasting, high-quality meats. Look for Sugardale hot dogs, bacon, ham, and more at your local grocery store. Come on over to Heartland and join our family. Now, where can you get a full suite of business banking services served up by well-trained, caring employees with unquestionable integrity? It's right here at Heartland. Relationships matter. I'm Scott McComb, CEO. Come over to Heartland, where banking really feels good. Rare banking feels good. Member FDIC, Equal Housing. <laughs> is the Ohio State Sports Network from Learfield. This is Buckeye Roundtable presented by Byers Auto. I'm Timmy Hall. Hey, Buckeye fans, power up and carbon down with AEP Energy and Eco Advantage, their 100% renewable energy plan for your home or business. Visit aepenergy.com slash OSU to get started. AEP Energy, the official electricity and natural gas sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. It's time now for the Buckeye Roundtable Fast Break. And right now we take you on the fast break with the play-by-play voice of the Ohio State Buckeyes, Paul Keels. Paul, fresh off the trip to College Park, Maryland, right around the nation's capital. It did not go the way all of us Buckeye fans were hoping, but with all these games that's been the talk of, of this program, the games just sort of packed into the schedule here late. I, for one, wasn't just writing that one off as a win. I knew Maryland was going to be competitive, and they had a lot of things surrounding that game. They were celebrating the the national championship team in 2002. Well, you know, Chris Holtman, after the Maryland win in Columbus, referenced that, that Maryland was going to acknowledge their national championship team on the return visit. It's their last weekend home game. They have not drawn well at all. Their attendance has been by the people we talked to very poor. Right. But... Yesterday, not the case because of just that, Tim. And, you know, with Gary Williams and many of the players from that championship team there, that added to the atmosphere, plus the basketball team. Even in the midst of a transition year with all of the difficulty, they've been playing some of their best basketball. And they were coming off uh, a little bit of a disheartening loss at Indiana. So you figured the recipe was good for them. And they they really were able to take advantage of the crowd. The crowd took advantage of the players. And uh, it was not a good result for Ohio State. Did you have... Did you have any connections to Gary Williams? No, Paul? that was prior to my time here in Columbus. Right. So no, have have not. I know that people who were here spoke very highly about Gary Williams during his time here, uh, but no, personally, no, did not have any connections with. And, him. and Gary, I believe, was the guy that started recruiting Jim Jackson, and then when Randy Ayers took Correct. over, Correct. My goodness, did you enjoy one of the great, you know, three year runs in Buckeye basketball history with what Jim, with what old number twenty two was? Yeah, that that was a good time, and people hearken back to that when they think of Gary Williams, and then. 
you know, his successor, Randy Ayers, and then the program went downhill from there. But uh, but Maryland certainly was able to take advantage of that uh, when you consider, you know, think about Maryland's program all the way back into the 70s with the great teams they had with Lefty Drizel, uh, you know, as far back as Len Elmore and Brad Davis and Tom McMillan, uh, you know, then tragically Len Bias in that time. That's but, right. uh, you know, the, the group that won the national championship who beat a Big Ten team in Indiana uh, really made Maryland basketball an exciting brand, and, and their team yesterday was able to capitalize on their yeah. presence. Yeah, I was lo- I was looking more into that team and uh, what a run it was. Even they took down Kansas in the final four. You mentioned they beat Indiana in that title game, which I think was a game played in like the low sixties or high fifties. It was a, a defensive struggle, but they also knocked off Kentucky and UConn in that run to win that title. So that was a a serious championship for Maryland. But Paul, I know a guy that's popped up on the game notes for you with the second game with the Terps has been Fats Russell. And uh, if you're a basketball fan, you got to feel for the guy who transfers over from Rhode Island and you really wanted to have a run at a tournament and it's not going to happen for Maryland unless they win the Big Ten. But Fats was just, he's a spark plug. He plays with energy. And I think if if you could speak to it from about the six-minute mark in in the second half, Ohio State's legs just seemed to die off, and they could not match that energy or intensity, I thought, from from Maryland. Yeah, it's easy to look and see that fatigue could have been a factor with his team, and Maryland was uh, a club that really, and, and Fats Russell in particular, really the last half dozen games, he's played at a very high level. And, you know, a guy that has an incredible outside shooting range that he displayed, he's got quickness, and, and Chris Holtman even referenced he might be one of the fastest guards in the Big Ten at being able to get the ball to the basket. But, you know, this Maryland team is one that's got good individual talent. Eric Ayala was coming off a clunker at Indiana in more than a tone for it. Dante Scott is a guy that really can be a difficult matchup. Uh, a guy that, that probably gets lost in, in the mesh of everything else is Kadus Wahab, their transfer center. The Georgetown who, kid. I'm yep. sorry, what were you saying? The, the Georgetown oh, kid. Um, yep. and, and he really made his presence known at times during the course of that game. But, you know, Ohio State really just expedited a lot of energy in the second half to get within like three points, but then just couldn't seem to get over the hump there. And by the time that Maryland put together their run, you know, really Ohio State was just kind of reeling backwards. Yeah, this is an interesting time now for this team because it there's no slowdown. There's really no time to rest. And, you know, we just heard from Chris Holtman in the last segment, and he knows it, he feels it. And to hear him talk about, you know, that game and how there was there was some stuff you just couldn't really coach, you know, because if they're not going to have that bite defensively that he talked about with the fatigue factor, what do you do with that? They've tried to manage the practice, you know, schedules as you've talked to these guys on the coaching staff. But here we go. I mean, it's it's Monday night. They play tomorrow night against Nebraska and then Thursday and then Sunday. And then it's the Big Ten tournament. So what do you think they're trying to do to prepare for this? Well, it, we've seen at times what they've done is they've tapered down some of the practices. And it's not uncommon this time of year, Tim, where practices are a little shorter, Um and they'll maybe get a little more work done on game day shootarounds than they normally would. Somebody in the, in the administration staff referenced this over the weekend while we were gone. It's a player's dream and a coach's nightmare. Players want to play games. <laughs> right. Coaches want to have practice and time to prepare. So it's almost one of those where they really and, – and, and let's be clear. This university, this coaching staff, this team, they wanted to get these postponed games in. They wanted them to be played. It was not going to be ideal wherever they shoehorned them in. Where they got the Iowa game in the previous week was better than what the Big Ten Conference wanted them to do. Uh, so it, it wasn't going to be ideal any way that it came down the pike. However, it's a matter of you hear coaches talk about players getting their wrist, getting off their feet, doing the right things as far as eating. You know, probably the most valuable people during this stretch are the athletic trainers yeah. and the people who really look after these players from a physical standpoint just to be able to get them 
hydrated, rested, fed properly to be able to get to where they can grind themselves out through these games. Here's the other thing I don't think them can be discounted too, Tim. Having a chance to play three in a row at home, if they get good home turnout, and we were able to listen and hear how the crowd in the Indiana game really helped them get through the overtime and get through the end of regulation. Totally. If the crowd can be the factor that they were for Maryland uh, yesterday in College Park, then that's something that doesn't guarantee anything. And Chris Holdman always says being at home doesn't guarantee a bucket, but hopefully that's something that can be an asset. Yeah, that's true. Paul Keels, the play-by-play voice, is taking us on the fast break here. It's Buckeye Roundtable, and your coverage time will start at 6.15 tomorrow night. They host Nebraska. Nebraska's at the bottom of the Big Ten, but you remember how that game went in Nebraska. And then, like you said, the the schedule picks up. And to finish with Michigan State and Michigan is kind of an awesome finish to the schedule, well, you know, knowing now, you got them at home. Now, just talk about Nebraska for a minute, Tim. Don't exclude what they did last night at Penn State. They beat the stuffing That's right. out they, of Penn State got it done. in State College, a game that they led at one point by 32 points. Uh, really embarrassed Penn State on their home floor. And and Penn State at home has been a dangerous team for people. Like even some of, you know, like Purdue had to struggle to get a win there. Michigan State could not get a win there. Ohio State, back in December when they played in State College, that was when they really, the margin didn't show how close that game was in the final moments. Nebraska, by most people's accounts, are playing their best basketball of the year. You don't know what influence it has that they've made the decision that Fred Hoiberg will come back as head coach. That's true. But when you think about uh, both McGowans, how well they potentially can play, Alonzo Verge is a player that at times has shown big playability. They've got some experience with guys like Mann and Walker, uh, and they've got nothing to lose, Nebraska. They really don't. You know, they're a team, they're, they're not going to any postseason tournament, most likely. Uh, and I'm not even sure this year if they have the secondary tournaments like the CIT and the CBI. But, um, this is a team that's really got nothing to play for other than pride. So, and and then again, you mentioned the January second game where Ohio State had to come from behind in regulation, get to overtime, and sneak out a victory. That was also a game Ohio State was coming off a long pause. That was the, the twenty-one virus. day one, right? So yeah. certainly, Nebraska is a team that's going to be big on Ohio State's radar. Yeah, this is going to be a, a furious stretch to end the season, and I'm going to ask Coach Kevin McGuff about this later in the hour because I I know. How much from talking to you, you love the Big Ten tournament setting in Indianapolis. Oh, my goodness. It's just great, isn't it? It should never be anyplace else unless it comes to Columbus, Tim. Uh, what Indianapolis <laughs> does. We love it here. And their, their uh, bureau that handles those things, they make downtown Indianapolis special. They rename the streets after the Big Ten schools. Um, everything in the downtown area, for the most part, in the hotels where the teams stay, you can walk to the arena. There's There's restaurants and bars and places all within walking distance. They make it a special event in Indianapolis. The other part is you have more schools that can bus to Indianapolis than do to Chicago or any place else that they've held it. In Chicago, it's just another event. And the arena in Chicago, as everybody knows, it's kind of out where there's not really anything else for fans to congregate at. Um, you know, the, the years that they had it in D.C. and New York, those were... You know, for Ohio State, they weren't good experiences because Ohio State went out after their first game. But it, it, right. it just it just didn't feel right. Indianapolis does a, such a great job of it. Uh, it's one now. I know that after this year, I believe it's supposed to alternate back to Chicago. But hopefully, they give some serious thought to keeping. You know, at one point there was a commitment where it was I think five consecutive years in Indianapolis, and and that's one. And it, it's a little bit of an inconvenience for the Big Ten Conference as their offices are in Chicago. But certainly, you would if they were ever going to look to expand it to, and, and check other places, you would hope 
they would think about possibly Detroit yeah. or possibly Minneapolis. Would love to see it come to Columbus, but if it's not going to come to Columbus, leave it in Indianapolis. Love it being there. Leave it in Indy. And, you know, for for a broadcaster's travel schedule, it's a catch-22. you got a lot of games coming up, but they're all at home this week. And next week, it's a place you like going to in well, Indianapolis. It, and then you don't know after that. It could be anywhere in the country. Well, the funny part was a couple of weeks ago when they had three in a row at home, we were looking forward to that, and then it was gone in a blink of an eye. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, this this past week was one of those, you know, less about us, really. But for the players and coaches, you know, you consider they, they played uh, Monday at home in an overtime game against Indiana, then traveled on Wednesday, went to Illinois and had a 9 p.m. tip. What Chris Holtman and his staff have done typically in the last few years with late tips like that, they'll stay the night after a game. But this one, they decided to come home. Uh, didn't land till after 3 a.m. Friday morning. Turn around, left Saturday early in the afternoon so they could get a full practice in at College Park. And then last night, got home at about 9.30. So it's kind of what comes with it. You know, the, the biggest part, again, we need to recycle back to the fact they're getting these games in. They didn't want to lose... Think about this, Tim. Last year, during the craziness of the pandemic, they only had one game they lost. Uh, and that was, I forget who the non-conference game was. It was never rescheduled. The Penn State game was postponed. They rescheduled it. You would have thought last year would have been more of an issue than yeah. this year. You know, They've had three games canceled and two rescheduled. But the players want to play. And the fact that this is a rare year where Ohio State has a, a schedule backloaded with home games you don't want to miss out on that, and, and hopefully folks will respond by showing up. No, I agree with you. I agree with you 100% what you said about last year compared to this year and what, what happened in December with the pandemic for a lot of teams across the country was wild to see, and it was making me nervous then. But it feels like we're to a spot now where everything is good, things have leveled off, and we're here for tournament time, and that's coming up. But uh, three big games for the Buckeyes starting tomorrow against, as Paul said, a feisty Nebraska team and those... Those teams with no tomorrow, they're dangerous. Basically, so, yeah. yeah, and Bryce McGowan's next to Malachi is the next best freshman in the conference right now. Paul, always appreciate chatting with you. Rest up if you can. I'll work on it. <laughs> Take it easy. All right, Tim. Thank you as always, Paul. Always appreciate it. Coming up here, we're going to switch gears and talk some Ohio State football. Bill Rabinowitz, who's covered the team for a long time for the Columbus Dispatch, he's going to join us. We're going to talk about what the key is to this 2022 season for the Buckeyes. That's coming up as Buckeye Roundtable continues. You're listening to Buckeye Roundtable, presented by Byers Auto on the Ohio State Sports Network from Learfield. At Farm Credit Mid-America, we're big fans of the Ohio State University's College of Food, Agriculture, and Environmental Sciences. Together, we're developing the next generation of agriculture needed to support those who grow, harvest, and produce high-quality product, and preparing them to rise up to the challenges of an evolving and growing industry. We're proud to stand behind them as we work together to empower future generations who have a passion for agriculture and a desire to secure its future. Learn more at e-farmcredit.com. At Ohio State Outpatient Care New Albany, we've opened the doors to a new way to experience nationally ranked care in a convenient setting, located at the corner of 161 and Hamilton Road. Here you'll find every medical service you need under one roof. From advanced walk-in immediate care to your physicians and specialists, diagnostic services, and even outpatient surgery. We're combining all your health needs all in one place, so you never need to look further than Ohio State Outpatient Care New Albany. Now open and taking new patient appointments. Now, the officials have been talking for quite some time. All righty, let's see what they have to say. Upon further review, 
There is no penalty on the play. However, we have conferred and discovered that Bob, the line judge, has saved a boatload for his kids' college using Ohio's 529 plan. It is tax-free, accepted nationwide. Bob recommends we all go to collegeadvantage.com. First down. Well, that's not entirely unexpected. <laughs> Classic Bob. This, this is the Ohio State Sports Network from Learfield. Timmy Hall back here with you. It's Buckeye Roundtable presented by Buyers Auto. Hey, Kroger Pickup is the easy way to get what you want right when you need it. So try Kroger Pickup today in the Kroger app or at Kroger.com. Buckeye Roundtable Red Zone. All right, we talk some football with the man who covers him as good as anybody, Bill Rabinowitz from the Dispatch. Bill, how's the offseason going, man? Spring football's right around the corner. Yeah, it's amazing, I right, Tim. Yeah, in, in about a week, it starts. It seemed like the Rose Bowl was yesterday, right? It it really does, and I don't think I'll. I don't care how many days ago the Rose Bowl was, or how we try to belittle that game. I'll never, ever forget wherever I go for the rest of my days. Jackson Smith and Jigba and what he did. Oh my! I mean, I I, I still think about that once a week. I don't know about you. Yeah, that was crazy. I think he was targeted sixteen times and had fifteen catches for. I should have the number memorized. Was it 353 yards or something? Whatever it was. It was you know, amazing. It Marvin was, Harrison catches three touchdown passes, and it's like, oh, in his debut, it's like, oh, yeah, him. <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, Marvin is a guy we're, we're certainly going to be excited about, and he could be a spring ball hero for Ohio State. And I don't want to call him a spring ball hero because we usually say that about guys that then sort of fade into the mist in the regular season. And we we know that's not going to be the case with Marvin Harrison Jr. with what he did. But Bill, you and I were texting earlier today and I just find this fascinating because we both kind of agree. And I think a lot of Buckeye football fans agree too because of how heralded this hire was. But for such an offensive team where really all the quote-unquote keys to the season would be on offense with C.J. Stroud and those receivers and you know making sure your offensive line is shored up right, having that balance with Travion Henderson and how good he is. But, I mean, the key to the season is what in your eyes? Well, it's obviously the defense. Uh, we know the offense is going to be good. We know C.J. Stroud is going to be good. Uh, you know, assuming health with all these guys – but if they're, if they're in healthy, Travion Henderson, you know, had a really good freshman year. He tailed off at the end of I mean, it. It wasn't really his fault, but the running room wasn't there at the end for the most part. Uh, I'm sure that will, that will kind of, uh, motivate him. The offensive line is going to be, I think it's going to be better. It was very good at times last year, but you were really playing with four tackles. And I don't think that worked out very well. Um, at, at times in crucial situations, short yardage running situations, I think that was exposed. That, you know, sometimes guards are guards for a reason, uh, in terms of body type. And so, um, I expect the, the line to be very good. You know, the question is the defense. And yeah, uh, the defense last year was not up to Ohio State standard by a long shot. We all know that. Uh, so Jim Knowles was brought in, uh, at 1.9 million per year to fix it and fix it now. And that's his job. And when you look at the defense, you go, okay, obviously the linebackers didn't play very well last year. There were no, you know, dominant players on the defensive line. The secondary had its issues. Then you go, okay, those guys all got experience. And you look at the secondary now, and you go, they could be pretty good, you know. And, and so uh, it, I think the pieces are there. It's a matter of how quickly they can gel and, and how quickly they, they adapt to the scheme. 
What's fascinating, and we're talking with Bill Rabinowitz, is I think a, there's a, a growing crowd out there that, and maybe this crowd has always been there because I'm kind of on that side. You do the bulk of your winning because of the stud players that you recruit. You can't win games without great players. But Ohio State, I think we agree, has some great players. And I just think it gets lost that great coaching also matters. I think it's it's also maybe not the same percentage point, but you really can't find many Buckeye fans not gaga over the Jim Knowles hire because I think we understand the defense just has to elevate their level of play. They don't need to be the best in college football because you got the offense. But I, I don't know about you, Bill. Do you agree? Does that point out like the way we think and talk about this Knowles hire that coaching does matter maybe a little bit more than we like to say sometimes? Well, it obviously matters because you know, you're dealing with 18 to 22 year old players and, and they're going to make mistakes the key is for, especially when you have an offense like Ohio State, is to be able to get some stops. You don't have to be a dominant defense, like you said, but you have to be able to kind of stop the bleeding. When things start to go south and against Michigan, it's just bled and bled and bled. You know, against Oregon, really the same way, and at yeah. times against Utah. I mean, that's the key. You have to be able to feel like, okay, if we need a stop here, we can get a stop. We need to make a play, get a turnover or whatever. And, and if you look at the players they're, they're going to put out there this year, you go, okay. I mean, Zach Harrison's probably going to be the, the best in the defensive lineman, but they've got a bunch of other guys. Um, you know, those freshmen last year, JTT and, and Jack Sawyer, are going to be sophomores. They should be, they should be really good. Um, you know, linebackers still question marks, certainly. But if they're going to go with a four-two-five, then you only need two. And you go, okay, Steel Chambers with another year of development after switching from running back. He certainly flashed uh, quite a bit last year. Tommy Eichenberg played great in the Rose Bowl. You can mix and match, I think, a lot there. And then you look at the secondary, and I think that the injury to Josh Proctor last year was just a devastating one because he was the one guy they were counting on to be that safety net and be that playmaker. No doubt. Back end. And when they lost him against Oregon, that was just, you know, that was just a devastating injury. And Denzel Burke was a revelation as a true freshman last year. Cam Brown is back. If he could stay healthy, he's a solid cornerback. Ronnie Hickman was really good. He led the team in tackles by 30. I think he, I mean, the next closest was 30. Uh, he was 30 behind him. I think he had 100 tackles. Um, you know, Tanner Callister is going to be huge because he played for uh, Jim Knowles at Oklahoma State. He could be a coach on the field. So you look at that, you go, okay, the piece is there. And you've got all these other younger guys, Court Williams, um, you know, Lathan Ransom, if he can get healthy, uh, Cam Martinez. I mean, there, there are a bunch of guys that are going to fight for that playing time as well. So it's not like you look at that roster, you go, oh, who's going to play there? Yeah. You know, Bryson Shaw did improve as yeah. the year went on. He certainly had his issues, but, you know, you don't want to forget about him. So, and, and the competition is going to help all of them. Because if you're having a bad day, <laughs> you know, you don't want that. You could get buried. Bill. So, yeah, they have to prove it. They definitely have to prove it, but the pieces are there. Yeah, they do. No, final final 15 seconds. Just give me the guy you can't wait to write about this spring. Ooh, that's that. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I, I just pops into my head. I'm not sure that I go this far. Donovan Jackson at right guard. It was a five-star guy last year. Very quickly became a backup. I think he's going to be a really good player. I mean, I know to say a right guard is kind of a strange thing. Um, but, you know, I, I'm fascinated by him. Uh, I think he's going to be a, a really good player. Uh, you know, on defense, I want to see Josh Proctor. I don't know if he's going to be ready for the spring, at least the beginning. They're going to probably ease him back in. 
but I, I think he's in a lot of ways the key to the defense. Yeah, that's that's a good point, man. Bill, we're going to do it again sometime soon. We can get some more time to keep uh, chatting Buckeye football with the spring right around the corner. Keep enjoying the offseason because it'll be over soon, my man. All right. Thank you, Sam. Appreciate it. Yep. Good stuff. From the dispatch, Bill Rabinowitz in the red zone there talking some football. We got to talk about the Big Ten champs here tonight. Kevin McGuff of the women's basketball team joins us next as the Buckeye Roundtable continues. This is Buckeye Roundtable presented by Byers Auto on the Ohio State Sports Network from Learfield. At the James at Ohio State, we know cancer is a complex disease that when detected early has more opportunities for treatment and cure. The James Cancer Diagnostic Center provides patients who may have cancer with direct access to diagnostic testing, offering a first step in determining a patient's specific type of cancer, delivered by the experts who study and treat cancer every day. If you think you have cancer, visit cancer.osu.edu slash diagnostic center. Hi, this is Paul Keels. This Buckeye season, don't let a broken windshield ruin your game plan. Safe Light Auto Glass makes it easy to get your windshield fixed with their mobile glass shops all over Central Ohio. They can come to you anywhere, giving Buckeye fans more time for game time. OH? Man, I love that. Schedule at SafeLight.com. Safe Light Auto Glass is a proud sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. Hi, this is Paul Keels, voice of the Ohio State Buckeyes. The Convenience Stores of Speedway is proud to be a sponsor of Ohio State Athletics and your first choice for value and convenience. Whether you're tailgating before the game or watching at home, Speedway's always on your way and is exactly what you need to enjoy the game. Snacks, beverages, and everything in between. And nobody but Speedway has the speedy rewards card. Speedway, proud sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. We're on your way, the convenience stores of Speedway. This is the Ohio State Sports Network from Learfield. It's Buckeye Roundtable presented by Buyers Auto. I'm Timmy Hall. If things are changing at your bank, maybe it's time to change banks. Heartland Bank has been proudly supporting the communities they serve since 1911 and encourage Buckeye Nation to buy local and bank local. Community banking is alive and well in the Heartland. Proud sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. Here on Buckeye Roundtable, and it's that time of the week where we get to talk basketball with the head coach of the women's basketball team, Kevin McGuff. Shall I say, coach of the Big Ten champion, Ohio State Buckeyes? 61 55 road win at Michigan State yesterday to finish 14 and 4 right there with Iowa, 22 and 5 overall. What a season, coach. I, I know the voice is gone a little bit, but congratulations. What a season so far. Yeah, thank you. And I, like I said, I apologize in advance. My my voice is shot. I'm a little sick and uh, so forth. But uh, yeah, a great run. Really, really proud of our team. Proud of our kids. We've 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 gotten better. We fought adversity, and you know, it's 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 always a a long season, but just really gratifying to to see these kids so happy with a Big Ten championship. It's really sweet. I told you congrats on another 20-win season last week, but winning a regular season conference championship, you actually do get something for that. Could you just speak a little bit more to this journey? And maybe if there was a point in the season where you let your mind wander to think about winning one of these, do you ever think about winning these as a coach in the middle of the year, or do you block it out? I block it out as, as much as any coach can. I really do. I don't, I, I, <laughs> this is a true story. Yesterday, um, when Iowa beat Michigan, I thought we were going to be tied with the team up north. 
and we were actually tied with with Iowa. I yeah. didn't even know. I, I wow. that's how that's how far removed I was from from. I mean, I knew we were right in the hunt. Sure, me, I knew that. But um, I, I really just as a as a, for me personally, the best thing I can do is just keep it day to day, practice by practice, game by game. And I really try to keep the focus there. And and you know, I think it kind of goes back to what I'm so so proud about with these kids is that, you know, we just got better and better and better and better. And where we were when we started, where we were when we started with Madison Green going down with a season and the injury before the season started. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of a lot of tough moments, really uphill battles that our kids just kept fighting, scratching, clawing and, and playing for each other and this is where we ended up. Well, I think you always keep it in perspective, right? And you talk about expectations and when you're picked to finish fifth and then you go way above and beyond that. And as you mentioned, you lose a key player. I, I wanted to ask you, how did she feel? Because that's got to be an emotional thing when you're a big part of a team. You go down, and then you watch your team step it up and almost just go above and beyond. And maybe she felt like they were playing for her a little bit. Just how did she take yeah. things in when, when the celebration yeah. happened? She's an incredible kid, just as good as it gets. Um, love coaching her, love having her on our program. And, you know, she was there with us the whole all the way. Every day she's in there doing rehab with the team. She's on every road trip. She's as positive and encouraging as you could possibly be. She's been a big part of it. That's cool to hear. So when when did you know you won the championship? Who came up and told you? How soon after the game was like, Coach, we did it. We're champs. Well, ironically, it's kind of wild, too, is, you know, we played, we get to the airport, and, you know, travel sometimes goes quicker than, than, than other times. And mm-hmm. we're literally on the plane taxiing to the runway when Iowa pulls away for the win. So we're cheering as we're going down the runway to take off. Everybody's cheering. And uh, that's when we kind of found out. <laughs> that That's so cool. And so that's that's where the, the first picture, I think, on the yeah. the Twitter account is with you guys on the plane. So that's that's exactly the moment when you found yeah. out that, exactly. that yeah. you guys are champs. That's amazing. Kevin McGuff, the head basketball coach of the Ohio State women's team, is with us. And... You guys keep this thing rolling. I'm staring at a bracket right now. I don't know if you've looked at it yet and seen that you're you're going to be playing on Friday early, 1130. Things go to Indianapolis. First off, I know my man Paul Keels, who is the, the football men's basketball voice around here. He's such a big indie guy when it comes to the men's and women's basketball tournaments being in this town specifically. Do you have a preference on that? I, I hear fans, they, they tend to like indie more than when it's in Chicago. But what is it about this town? What is it about the Big Ten tournament? Well, one one of the things, the first, the biggest thing for me is that the the town, the community, really embraces um, our women's basketball tournament. You know, we get we get a good turnout from the fans, um, the workers that volunteer their time to come and and be a part of it are amazing, and so I love that about it. And it's just organized really well from terms of hotels and restaurants right there with the arena, and it, it is a really really awesome place to have a, a basketball tournament. Do you like to dabble with a shrimp cocktail? Everybody talks about those, huh? <laughs> I, I, I have dabbled in the shrimp cocktail, and I've learned my lesson the hard way the first time of how how, how strong it is. <laughs> but uh, I'm, actually, I may need it today because I'm sure my sinuses are not where they should be, and this could probably help clear it out. Right. You need some of that heat. You need some of that spicy cocktail sauce. I've never yeah, had them. I've yeah. never had one myself, but it looks looks pretty pretty good. Well, Next time uh, I'm there, I'll just I'll give you some advice. Just don't don't put too much on it for the first bite.
Okay. All right. That's that's you, you good advice. Too. Well, congratulations, Coach. I mean, that was a heck of a game yesterday, too. I didn't ask you enough questions about the game specifically, but uh, Michigan State made you grind that thing out, right? I mean, you had yeah. a little drought there nah, in the fourth we, quarter. Yeah. We we had to grind. We had to play. We didn't shoot it as well as we, we kind of normally do, and we had to win a different way. And, you know, the first time we played them here in, in Columbus, they scored – 83 I think it was yeah yeah and and so we 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 had to be significantly better on defense than we were and 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 even though we got out rebounded we got a couple key ones late and uh just did enough you know we found a way yeah it was just some hustle plays pool with the the three right and then uh the pass to Rebecca Teary with the defense at the end and Beecham with the and one, you know, tough buckets. And uh, J.C. Sheldon, Mike Sell, and all the, all the key contributors. So it was amazing. Just what, what a season. Let's keep it rolling. Kevin, uh, congratulations, and we'll talk when we get rolling with the Big Ten Tournament. Thank you, Jim. Absolutely. Our poor coach, too. Not feeling well. I guess, I wonder, would you... You take the sickness for the Big Ten Championship, right? You wish you could have your cake and eat it, too, win the Big Ten Championship and be healthy. But uh, if you're going to be sick, I guess it's okay to win a Big Ten Championship while you're doing it. So they got the tournament coming up. It's great. We have a jam-packed second hour. It'll start with a little high school hoops coverage. It's playoff time for that, too, baby. And a wild hour of Buckeye Roundtable coming up. Don't go anywhere. Roundtable presented by Byers Auto is on the Ohio State Sports Network from Learfield. Welcome back, Buckeye fans. We got one more beautiful hour to go here on a Monday night. I hope it was a great weekend. Again, we had some sadness with the way the men's basketball team played yesterday. There was a, an, an outside chance of grabbing a share of a Big Ten championship, still with a heck of a lot of of games left to go. And we knew, even if you beat Maryland, that did not guarantee that you win these three down the stretch because it was going to be fast and furious and probably the tired legs would, would hit you somewhere. You just, the games are on the schedule. You'd hope that you could dig a little deeper, fight your way through. But the good news is the Buckeye women's team, we just talked to Kevin McGuff there, they did win a share of the Big Ten women's championship and that is that's really awesome that's really cool so congratulations to them the Buckeye men's basketball team they're going to return to action tomorrow night at home against Nebraska our pregame coverage begins at 6 15 right now though it's time to talk a little high school hoops it's time for the Encoba Insurance High School Player Award on Buckeye Roundtable one of the highlights of the Buckeye Roundtable is the presentation of the Encova Insurance Archie Griffin Athlete of the Week Award. During each roundtable show, Encova Insurance and the Ohio State Sports Network honor a high school athlete for their outstanding play and team leadership. Or I could say athletes, because there's not really any concrete rules for how I have to do this. So I went to Shaker Heights, and I want to give this to the combo of Daniel Young and Jalen Brown. Shaker has moved on to the district semifinals after those two guys combined for 53 points en route to an 89-76 win over Rhodes. Brown scored 25. Just you math majors out there, that means Young poured in 28. 
Young will stay close to home. He's going to play his college ball at Cleveland State. We'll have more on the Vikings in the Ohio College Hoops update a little bit later in this hour. Horizon League Conference Tournament actually starting here. But Brown, he was one of the guys that was helping increase the tempo. The fourth quarter was tight. He scored 15 points in the final stanza. They took a one-point lead and wound up with that 13-point win. Big job there. Even Daniel Young talked up Brown with how key he was, mentioning that Jalen had eight straight points for the team in that fourth quarter. The Red Raiders will move on and play Brexville Broadview Heights. It'll be at Copley on Wednesday night. So congratulations to the duo of Shaker Heights senior guards, Daniel Young and Jalen Brown, the recipients of this week's Encove Insurance Archie Griffin High School Athletes of the Week Award. Encove Insurance, a proud sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. Time now for the American Dairy Association mini statewide top performers on the Ohio State Sports Network from Learfield. All right, we just started off with some Cleveland area action. We will stay up there. We can look at some more of these early round playoff games. That's where we are right now. Mentor downed University School by a whopping 74-37 margin. You will get some margins like this early in the districts or the sectionals. The Cardinals were led by guys like senior guard Jake Ferrito, who had a game-high 15 points. Sean Collins and Matthew Bedell, they each chipped in with 14, so a nice balanced effort right there. Also, how about senior forward Ryan Mueller from Gilmore throwing up a double-double? I love double-doubles. 17 points, 10 boards. That was a 79-27 win over Colin Wood, so some uh, big wins there. He turned away three shots as well, getting that EJ Liddell on there. Although I don't know if anyone else is blocking. Quite looks like how EJ Liddell Makes it look with the fierce athleticism. Swing over to the Toledo area. Matt Watkins scored 16 points. His teammate Andrew Hunt added 12. Perrysburg takes down St. Francis as the Yellow Jackets secured their fourth straight sectional title. Congrats to them. Perrysburg will take on Finley on Thursday night at 530. Also, Justin Toller of St. John's Jesuit. He had a big night, 20 points in the win over Fremont Ross. So they are in the district semifinals as well. They need, uh, or they needed all of it. It was a 67-61 win. The Titans will get Whitmer tomorrow night. We'll move down to Central Ohio. How about the game from the freshman, Jordan Fisher of Reynoldsburg? Raiders took down Groveport Madison, 83-76. Fisher made a key layup in the final few minutes. It broke a 74-74 tie. And with that win, Reynoldsburg is going to move on to a, a pick game. Sorry, they're going <laughs> to a pick game, meaning one of the Pickerington schools pick north. That'll be on Wednesday night. Also a 29 point performance from Westerville South's Dre Carter. That's worth a mention. He is a fantastic player here in the Columbus area. Great job by him. He led the Wildcats in their 71 41 win over Thomas Worthington. Nod to some of those guys at 270 hoops for the write-ups. They're good basketball uh, action there. Let's go to Cincinnati, shall we? There were some upsets. How about Brady Hardawig? 22 points for Turpin as the Spartans shocked Elder in overtime, 52-49. Hardwick raced up the court, saw the highlight on this one. He pulled up deep from the right wing, drains a three at the literal buzzer. I mean, it's absolutely what you dream for. What a shot. He was hitting big shot after big shot anyway in this game. Then Lakota West knocked out Lakota East 73-59. 
Firebirds coach Jim Leon notches his 500th career win. Congratulations. That's a major milestone. That is a lot of wins in high school hoops. That's legendary stuff. Nate Dudakovich, this player is unreal, too. He had 35 points. He's been getting a lot of buckets all season long there. All right, our top performers from around the state were presented by the American Dairy Association Mideast. On behalf of Ohio's dairy farmers, the American Dairy Association Mideast reminds you that greatness is built with chocolate milk. It's got the nutrition you need to power your potential. All right, we will have a little check-in on the recruiting front. Do a little Buckeye football, also a little basketball with our guy Stephen Means of the Plain Dealer. Just how big is this top five rated class for Chris Holtman coming in for 23? That's next as the Buckeye Roundtable continues. For a Buckeye Roundtable coming up, presented by Byers Auto on the Ohio State Sports Network from Learfield. Football's Archie Griffin for Encova Insurance. Much like in athletics, Encova Insurance relies on teamwork, accountability, and dedication to execute a successful game plan. With smart digital solutions superior financial strength, and more, Encova provides a full range of insurance products to encircle businesses and individuals with coverage at every step in life's journey. Contact your independent Encova insurance agent or visit Encova.com for more information. Here's to the ones who put in the work, the no-days-off, rise-and-grind warriors who live by the oath of my body is my temple. And when their temple needs to rebuild after a long workout, athletes of all types choose low-fat chocolate milk. It's delicious and contains the right mix of protein and carbs to help refuel exhausted muscles. Chocolate milk turns Motivation Monday into Flex Friday. Crush your goals with the help of a real recovery drink. Try it for yourself. Built with Chocolate Milk is brought to you by the American Dairy Association Mideast, a proud sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. Now, the officials have been talking for quite some time. All righty, let's see what they have to say. Upon further review, there is no penalty on the play. However, we have conferred and discovered that Bob, the line judge, has saved a boatload for his kids' college using Ohio's 529 plan. It is tax-free, accepted nationwide. Bob recommends we all go to collegeadvantage.com. First down. Well, that's not entirely unexpected. Ha <laughs> classic Bob. Is the Ohio State Sports Network from Learfield? It is Buckeye Roundtable. It's presented by Buyers Auto. I'm Timmy Hall. Hopefully, you guys are having a wonderful Monday so far. Papa John's wants you to buck up and help beat cancer. Use the promo code BuckUp at PapaJohns.com to save $2 on any order over 20 bucks. And your locally owned Papa John's will donate $1 to the James at Ohio State. Buck up, beat cancer. It's time to talk Ohio State recruiting. This is Buckeye Roundtables on the trail. We go back to the phones right now. He is with the Plain Dealer. Stephen Means covers everything surrounding the Ohio State Buckeyes. Stephen, how's the week going, man? It's going pretty well. Going pretty well. It's good. I don't know why I ask that of people when the week just started. I mean... If it's off the rails on Monday, there's no hope for us, right? Like I got to get a new intro. <laughs> I mean, listen, I mean, nobody likes Monday, so typically they'll probably be like, "I hate this week because right. I don't have to go to work." At least the one saving grace is it is seven fifteen in the evening, so we're pretty much through the Monday. And I, I know, like, we'll get to some Buckeye football recruiting here too, but we get to watch three basketball teams this week for Chris Holtman and Stephen. Is it just me, or are we? Starting to hear the chorus of naysayers for Chris Holtman just grow louder and louder. And 
I, I do know, like just from talking to him and the staff, they're they're really big on this class that's coming in. And why shouldn't you be? I mean, this is a five person class. This seems to be the one that you could possibly hang your hat on and then go forward and go off to the bigger and better things than what we've been seeing already. I think this class has three guys in it that you're expecting to have big time roles next year. And Bruce Thornton, who might end up just being your starting point guard, Felix Apora, who is uh, at worst your backup center and a rim protector that the seven footer that Ohio State has desperately needed since Holman showed up here. And then Bryce Sensenball, who, I mean, he physically looks like he's ready to play any college sport, whether it's football, basketball, baseball, whatever you want to say it. He's six six two forty, And that's the type of guy where, assuming Malachi comes back for year two, that looks like a running mate alongside Malachi Brenham. And then obviously if Justice Sewing decides to come back and finish his college career the right way. Yeah, that's exactly what you have here. You've got hopefully a superstar coming back in Malachi. And then you've got this young group of talent that can all, you know, contribute on day one and don't look like they're going to have a lot of freshman bumps. You know, Stephen, when you mentioned Bryce Sensabaugh, and I just heard you say Justice Suing in there too, and sh- certainly, like we've heard him say it, he he would more than welcome Justice Suing back next year if he wants to keep playing. He'd keep coaching him. Why wouldn't you? Does Bryce maybe with that build coming in have a little bit of a Justice Suing type of game, type of template there? I think Suing is a little bit more versatile in his approach. He's not necessarily a, every time I have the ball, I'm going to attack you. You know, he can score it a little bit. He can rebound it. He can play make for others. He basically just kind of does whatever's needed on any given night. Yeah. Bryce Sensenbaugh is coming at you downhill with all that size. And yet he does it. He's six six two forty, and yet he wears it well. And he doesn't, he's not sluggish out there. He looks like a football player, but he doesn't necessarily play like one. And so that's why it's not necessarily, it's apples and oranges, but the idea of having a bigger wing who's maybe a creating mismatch problems, I think they have that in common. But Bryce's, he just seems a little bit more wired to I'm trying to go put the ball in the basket every time I have it. I think about six foot six, two forty. And usually I feel like they they go on the low side or they, they try to put as much weight on you as possible, you know, with what the recruiting sites do. So mm-hmm. I, I'm hoping you really do see a man's man with Bryce Sensabaugh when he walks in here day one. But Steven, we didn't even talk about there's four guys here that are ranked basically in the top 60 in the country. And the one that's actually signed already is Roddy Gale Jr. Not every mm-hmm. so often you see a dude you know, being recruited out of the state of Utah. He's up at uh, Mount Pleasant there from the Wasatch Academy. That's, uh, I believe that's the name of the mountain range that runs up there east of Salt Lake City. But what do you know about Roddy Gale and what kind of scoring punch can you expect from him right away? Yeah, he's originally from New York. He transferred out there to, to, to the at that academy for his senior year, obviously because he wanted to raise the competition he was playing against, which is crazy to say that a basketball player wants to leave New York to find better competition. But it is what it is. Right. In bigger, Utah, of all places. In Utah, yeah. of all places. But a bigger guard. I think one of the issues Ohio State has this year is, obviously everybody loves to shoot three-pointers at this point. So with three-pointers, Miss, you miss threes, that means long rebounds. And in Ohio State's backcourt right now with Jamari Wheeler, Cedric Russell, uh, Michi Johnson, those three, they're just not big guys. They're all around six foot, six foot one tall. They're not the biggest backcourt. And so Ohio State is constantly running the you know, size disadvantages throughout, especially once you've gotten into Big Ten play. Well, you add Roddy Gale, who's six foot four. You add in you know, Malachi Branham, six five. Eugene Brown is six foot six. All of a sudden, you've got a lot, a much bigger backcourt that can kind of, you know, can combat that. And now you don't probably have that problem next year of 
giving up rebound after rebound, especially on the defensive side when you're giving up a bunch of second-chance mm. opportunities because you're giving up offensive rebounds. And so I think that's where he helps immediately. But then also he is another scoring threat. But I, I think between him, Sinsenbaugh, uh, Malachi Brandon, what you have in justice doing, and maybe Beachy Johnson, you know, grows from this year. Uh, we've always been able to say this about Holtman teams in the past. There's not enough guys who can create their own shot. And then you can even throw Bruce Thornton in there as well. I don't think they're going to have that problem next year of not having guys who can create their own shot off the dribble where it's a situation where you're relying on one or two guys and it's nothing like we're seeing this year. It's uh, it's going to be fun to see what uh, these guys can do. Steven Means from the Plain Dealer is with us, guys. And before I flip it and uh, get a question or two in on Buckeye football recruiting in that front, just real quick, you've been covering this Buckeye basketball team all year. What's uh, What's been your take on them? You, you happy with the way things have gone? Are they right about where uh, you expected? And how do you see this going down the final three and into tournament time? I, I think they're exactly what they've always been under Holtman. They're a team that's at their best. They're a lead eight team. And at their worst, they might lose in the first round of the NCAA tournament if the matchup is right. And the problem is more often than not, as we've seen over the last couple of years, is the latter usually happens and they don't reach that ceiling. I think this team, because of what Malachi has blossomed into over this past month, because of what EJ is, Kyle Young has kind of reinvented his game to be, I think this team has a better shot of reaching that ceiling. I'm not going to sit here and say on record that they're going to the Elite Eight, but I do think it's reasonable to expect them to at least get to a Sweet 16. So it starts there, but... Right now, their only you know job is winning out, winning these last three games, and solidifying yourself as a top four seed in the Big Ten tournament, and not put yourself in a position where if you lose to Michigan to Michigan State on Thursday or you lose to Michigan on Sunday, you're putting yourself at, at a situation where you might go from the fourth seed to the sixth seed just because you've lost some tiebreakers with Iowa and Michigan State. So that's job number one: is win these last three games, you know, lock up that fourth seed in the Big Ten tournament, and then lose. Lose in the first round, buy yourself some extra rest, and get ready for the NCAA tournament. Take that. Be happy with that L is what you're saying. If it happens in the Big Ten tourney and take the rest and and go after that Sweet 16 run. Again, it it heals a lot. It really does. We know you make the hay in March Madness in the NCAA tournament, the big one at the end. So uh, give me one here about Buckeye football recruiting. When, when I, I stare at this 2023 class, they've really done the work so far and gotten the commitments in the trenches outside of Cedric Hawkins. You've got a tight end, two offensive linemen, and a defensive lineman there with Will Smith. We had a lot of talk about Luke Montgomery. What is the next step here for Buckeye football that you know of? Who are they trying to get into this uh, class or do some more work on? Yeah, that's a, that's a long-winded answer. They got Luke Montgomery which was priority number one for a long time, especially once Sonny Styles recommitted and reclassified to the 2023 class. And now this summer and this spring will be about getting going national and going to find some of these guys like five-star running back Richard Young, five-star cornerback A.J. Harris, you know, five-star wide receivers Brandon Ennis and Carnell Tate and on down the line. This is going to be a big year for offensive line and Justin Fry. You've got to get four or five elite level guys i think they've spent the last two classes getting a lot of developmental guys who are more projects i think you need some guys more guys like in the same mold as maybe a paris johnson or a harry miller or a donovan jackson where by year two you're expecting them to be competing for starting positions Uh, this this is going to be an interesting uh, offensive line they they can't miss the way they've missed the last couple of years and then you want to reload the secondary and then obviously on the offensive side with running back and wide receiver and quarterback just keep doing what you've been doing and that's getting elite-level players. But this should be a big class and another one that 
is off to a good start, but we'll see where they're at when they come up for air in July after you've gotten a lot of these more nationally prominent targets on campus. Yep, going to be a big month over there as we know we're getting ready for spring football, so we'll get to learn a lot about these new recruits and how they're getting acclimated. Then uh, we've already seen them on, they're so good on their social media accounts. They basically give us a looking glass into workouts even. So when Matt drills came about, you, you get a lot of those comments from the new guys really understanding what college football is about. It's, it's kind of fun to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 I, I, my favorite thing about the first day of spring football is obviously we haven't seen any of these guys for a while. So you see, you know, they've been doing winter workouts and you see who's kind of, you know, who's gotten bigger, who's gotten faster, who's gotten stronger after working with Mick for the last two months. And that's always an interesting thing to see how guys' bodies have just kind of transformed over the last two months. So I'm, I'm really excited to get out there and, not, and see that in March. Yeah, yeah. Guy who looks like he's ready, Marvin Harrison Jr., who I think showed us in the Rose Bowl and guy's got guns and he can get vertical. Don't think there's any doubt that uh, we're going to get some great stuff out of him. Steven, always appreciate the time, man. Good job tonight. Thanks for having me. Yep, no doubt. Steven Means from The Plain Dealer, everybody. All right, we've got more fun. If it's even possible, we've got more fun down the stretch here in Buckeye Roundtable. It's tournament time from here on out for the Buckeye men's hockey team. How ready are these guys? We're going to talk to Steve Rollick next as the Buckeye Roundtable continues. You're listening to Buckeye Roundtable presented by Byers Auto on the Ohio State Sports Network from Learfield. Hi, this is Paul Keels. This Buckeye season, don't let a broken windshield ruin your game plan. Safe Light Auto Glass makes it easy to get your windshield fixed with their mobile glass shops all over Central Ohio. They can come to you anywhere, giving Buckeye fans more time for game time. OH? Man, I love that. Schedule at SafeLight.com. Safe Light Auto Glass is a proud sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. Hi, this is Paul Keels, voice of the Ohio State Buckeyes. The Convenience Stores of Speedway is proud to be a sponsor of Ohio State Athletics and your first choice for value and convenience. Whether you're tailgating before the game or watching at home, Speedway is always on your way and is exactly what you need to enjoy the game. Snacks, beverages, and everything in between. And nobody but Speedway has the speedy rewards card. Speedway, proud sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. We're on your way, the convenience stores of Speedway. Hey, college basketball fans, the clock is ticking on historic low mortgage rates. Beat the buzzer and score with Union Home Mortgage, official home lending sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. Union Home Mortgage puts you first, getting you approved for a home loan that best aligns with your financial needs and personal wants. Take advantage of today's low rates before time expires. Call 1-877-UHM4U or go to UHM.com to get started with a fast, hassle-free quote. Union Home Mortgage Corporation is an equal housing lender. NMLS number 2229. This, this is the Ohio State Sports Network from Learfield. It is Buckeye Roundtable presented by Buyers Auto. I am Timmy Hall. Hey, Buckeye fans, power up and carbon down with AEP Energy and Eco Advantage. It's their 100% renewable energy plan for your home or business. Visit aepenergy.com slash OSU and get started. AEP Energy, the official electricity and natural gas sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. This is the Elk and Elk Report on the Ohio State Sports Network from Learfield. 
All right. Unfortunately, there's something new to talk about. It really just has been the justice. Well, it hasn't just been the justice suing and Seth Towns injury watch. Seth, of course, is out for the season. Justice suing. We don't really know. Maybe he can come back for it's really it's tournament play or nothing at this point. Michi Johnson, he's had the facial fracture. He's been wearing the mask at the ankle roll, but he's been back. Zed Key, he rolled the ankle against Maryland yesterday. Here were some of Chris Holtman's thoughts about it from the coaches show today. Zed's a tough kid. Uh, he's a really tough kid. So he doesn't, you know, he doesn't when he gets when when he falls down and gets hurt. You know, it's he's he's hurt. You know, he's injured because he takes he's got a pretty high pain tolerance and takes those things pretty easy. So when he was out, uh, when he went down, we knew it was pretty significant. Yeah, and they don't have an update. He's still going to be evaluated. They don't have an update on his situation just yet. We can only hope, hope that Zed's going to be all right because it's the end of the season now, and he's a starter. He's been starting. Kyle Young's been been outplaying him lately, but Zed being big for this team means a lot with where they're going to go. So I'm just I'm hoping that you know, he was in the walking boot. But he'll be able to wrap that thing tight and get out there. Maybe we can go without Nebraska and handle the Huskers without him, but get him for Michigan State and Michigan and then tournament play after that. All right. Our injury report was presented by Elk and Elk. Serious fans of Ohio State Athletics. Call 1-800-ELK-OHIO. It's time to hit the ice and talk some Ohio State hockey. This is Buckeye Roundtable's Rinkside with Raleigh. Each week, we get to talk with the head coach of the Ohio State men's hockey team. He is Steve Rollick. And, you know, from here on out, baby, it's playoff hockey. Coach, I hope your week is going well. And how does that make you think, knowing it's tournament time from here on out? Well, I think, it, yeah, I think it's exciting. I mean, we had a good day today. I mean, I think it was uh, time to turn the page. And this is why you put all that time in the summer all year to prepare for, for this moment. All right, so last week was still the regular season. It was weird because you had the bye and didn't play, but it was still the regular season. Did you notice there was a shift in focus or mentality even in practice to start this week like you just said there? Yeah, I mean, I you know, our, our guys are smart enough to understand that uh you know what? It's it's a different time of year and and uh even though I mean these guys have given me everything every day and practice, they've been good all year and but just that little extra razor sharp and being focused and jump and excitement, I think you could feel it in the air today. I love it. And you, you can tell that that even though it's a little bit of something, it's it's sizable when it's this time of the year to have that it factor. We talked about this last week. For starters, really, before we get to Penn State, how have you been able to dedicate the time having that buy that we mentioned balancing the rest and the hard work in practice did it did it work out the way you wanted it to well you hit it on the head i mean you got to find that balance and um you know in your mind as a coach you, you know you never have enough time to work on things but yet you got to focus on what's best for the guys so we had some days off uh, we actually went bowling on saturday as oh. a group and we did a few different things like that and and so we've been uh you know, we've been trying to put them in position so they're they're absolutely ready this Friday night. What kind of bowler are you? Have you uh, ever topped like <laughs> two forty or anything crazy like that for a recreational bowler? Boy, if I get over a hundred, I'm okay with it. I oh. think it was in the one one thirties to bowl oh. team, so I was pleased with that. Oh, Steve, we got to work on your game, man. You may as well <laughs> roll the bumpers out if you're just uh, trying to top one hundred. <laughs> 
Hey, that's all I got. I mean, now Grant Gabriel, on the other hand, he's like a carny. Anything he tries, he's good at. So good. Uh, I think he was about 205. Wow, that's good. So uh, Gabriel probably has the uh, what the little brace, like the Pete Weber brace that he uh, brings his own bowling ball to the to the alley to shoes and everything. Uh, no, nah, he didn't have that, but uh, he's he's pretty much a natural. That's uh, that's pretty cool to hear. So you got a little bit of fun mixed in with getting ready for a big hockey series. Guys, you can go to OhioStateBuckeyes.com, check out the ticket situation. We talk about you know getting to play at home in front of those fans all season long. And when when it's the Big Ten Tournament, and you get this rare opportunity to host games at the shot and it's postseason play. What does that mean to you and your guys? Well, this is it's exactly what you, you play for all season. I mean, this is this is what you grind it out for, to have that chance to play at home, to have that chance and play in front of your fans. I mean, uh, they've been incredible all year, and uh, student sections have been phenomenal, and uh, it'd be great to just see this shot rocking again this weekend, and and it certainly helps uh, helps your guys get to that next level. It was a razor thin margin when the table was sorted out between you guys and Notre Dame for that third seed, one point separating, and then from the four to the five, you've got this sizable gap. You guys had what forty three points, and then Penn State was down there with twenty. But I mean, you you know this team, coach. You know the Nittany Lions. You guys know each other really well in the Big Ten. What do you imagine? They're telling themselves coming in here losing six of seven, but getting this chance to be the road dogs. Well, again, sometimes you got to throw out the records, and and when you look on film and when you play these guys, they're they're about as uh, dangerous a team as there is in college hockey because of the way they play. And I think everybody in our league can attest to that. When you get out of there, if you can get a win or get out of there and get some points, you've done something pretty well. And understanding the animal you play, so. We got to be at our best. There's no doubt about it. The voice is Steve Rollicks. He's not the greatest bowler, but he's a heck of a hockey coach. And we're getting ready for Penn State this week. And I, I was curious. It's it's not always necessarily the guys that you know lead you in the stat department. You know that you lean on as the backbone of a team. I think that's why you know this sport. To me, on the outside looking in, I think it's why this sport takes captaincies so seriously. I've always been curious about how that works, having never played the game. But do you think the Reedells, the Westlands, and the Quinn Prestons, and do you think their roles change at all now that you tip it into a different part of the season? Is that something that actually happens in this game, Steve? Yeah, you know what? I mean, I think it is that time of year where you just, you know what? You got some guys that have had experience. You got some guys that have been through it. And you just kind of follow their lead. And I mean, you lead by example. And you know, it's nice to have a handful of those guys that, you know, that have done that before. And, and I think everybody just kind of jumps on their back and, and, uh, you're as strong as everybody in that room. And if everybody's pulling the rope together, you're, you're going to, you're going to do some amazing things. And that's what we're going to try to do this weekend. Coach, I know special teams is always something that is, is vitally important this time of year. Have, have you been seeing some of the improvements you wanted to in the, the week of work here since, uh, yeah, we last talked? Yeah, we're, I mean, we're working on it. I mean, there's no doubt about it. And, um, you know what? Again, you just kind of got to get a little magic and, um, it just got to, lightning's got to strike at the right time. And sometimes it only takes one shot. I mean, it might, you know, a penalty kill, it might take a block shot. This time of year, you got to do whatever it takes. And, you know what? Special teams will be the key again this weekend. How, how much with your guys have you stressed not taking dumb penalties out there? Yeah. No, you, you got that right. I mean, at this, at any night, I mean, but again, especially this time of year, 
it's a team that has a discipline. You just can't afford to take the extra trips over to the box. Yeah, that's getting exciting, man. Uh, hey, any health situations currently giving you any extra angst? Uh, no, yeah. <laughs> we, we, we don't. Yeah, we, we won't go down there. We, we, we hopefully will have a full lineup, but uh, anything like that, I'm ready to go. Let's just uh, the guys that we put out there on Friday. I'll make sure they're ready to go. Yeah, say no more. All hands on deck. Whoever's yep. whoever's there, whoever's ready to go. It's it's playoff hockey. We take on Penn State and Saturday. Sorry, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, if necessary. I don't think it's going to be necessary. I think the Buckeyes are going to come out hot here. Steve, have a, a great week of practice leading up to this game here. I appreciate it. Thanks again. Absolutely, Coach. Anytime. And like I said, would not be a bad thing to do with the family if you're looking for things for Friday and for Saturday. So coming up here, you might not believe it, but we have made it to conference tournaments in college basketball. Forget about next week. It starts this week. We will get you all caught up in everything that your Ohio college basketball programs are up to with the Ohio College Hoops update. That's coming up as Buckeye Roundtable continues. This is Buckeye Roundtable presented by Byers Auto on the Ohio State Sports Network from Learfield. And now Archie Griffin football's only two-time Heisman Trophy winner, to tell you about Encova Insurance. Much like in athletics, Encova Insurance relies on teamwork, accountability, and dedication to execute a successful game plan. Your independent Encova Insurance agent can create a personalized solution for all your insurance needs. With smart digital solutions, superior financial strength, local expertise, and more, Encofa provides a full range of products to encircle businesses and individuals with coverage at every step in life's journey. They remain dedicated to progress and continue to strive to be the most trusted and responsive provider of industry-leading solutions. Hard work and passion are critical components of any winning team. Count on Encova Insurance as your local team to provide peace of mind. Contact your independent Encova Insurance agent or visit Encova.com for more information. As the official hot dog of Ohio State Athletics, Sugardale is dedicated to delicious. Whether you're cheering on the Buckeyes at the game or grilling at your home tailgate, you can count on Sugardale to score a touchdown. Made right here in Ohio for more than 100 years, Sugardale has always taken a personal approach to making great-tasting, high-quality meats. Look for Sugardale hot dogs, bacon, ham, and more at your local grocery store. is the Ohio State Sports Network from Learfield. Hope you guys are doing well here on a Monday. I think it's been a fun show so far. We've had a lot of different guests on. We've talked a lot of a lot of good topics. It is the Buckeye Roundtable presented by Buyers Auto, and I'm Timmy Hall. Buckeye Roundtable is also brought to you in part by Incova Insurance, a proud sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. Buckeye Roundtable's Ohio College Hoops Update. All right, there is so much to get to when you look around the whole entire state, look at some of the the bigger programs in the state of Ohio. I get goosebumps because it's tournament time. And you think of, you think usually in terms of the big conferences. So we got another regular season week here. And then next week, 
conference tournament. It's crazy. Like Saturday, Sunday this week, I think most general college basketball fans assimilate that with the end of the regular season. That's how it's happening for the Ohio State Buckeyes. That's how it's happening for even the A-10, even uh, we'll look at Xavier here for a second. That's how it is for the Big East. You do remember, though, there there was that one year where the Big Ten, this was, what was it? Bodie, if you remember my, my good producer back there, a couple years ago, the Big Ten ramped up the regular season so they could play in New York because the Big East does not move off of their week with Madison Square Garden. And we know that Barclays and Brooklyn, they'll have some too, but that was, am I correct there? Maybe it was two years ago where they, they ramped it up two weeks and it was just odd. It didn't feel yeah, right. Maybe three or four years ago, because yeah. technically two years ago would have been the canceled, right? Would it, well, twenty twenty. No, you're right. Yeah, I think they so, played. I think they played one yeah. round at, in Indy. Yeah, before, Ohio State didn't even get to their game. Yeah, they were heading to the yeah. Purdue game, and that's right. That's right. They were heading to the Purdue game, and then sure enough, Purdue would sort of be factored into last year's postseason because that's where Ohio State played. They didn't play Purdue, but that game against Oral Roberts was, yes, at Mackey Arena. This is the other thing, too, as we settle in for conference tournaments. You have to think back three years now. Because as Bodie just mentioned there, two years ago, conference tournaments got shut down right after they started. I'll still, I still never forget how COVID was spreading like a wildfire. In New York City, of course, because of how big it is and how much you know international travel comes through that place, you would see that as a as a, a super spreader type of city. And it was already out there. Tournaments were being canceled left and right. The situation with Rudy Gobert and the NBA had happened. And they went out there and they played that first game in the Big East tournament at Madison Square Garden with a bunch of people everywhere. And I believe they stopped it at halftime. I do. It was some low-level Big East game. And I think they said no dice at the half. It was just... It was just surreal. Like we think back to that point in our lives as sports fans and how we were connected to it through the sports cancellations and how much those really did. You know, they took a toll on us emotionally to think about how there was no NCAA tournament there. So in in thinking in those terms, you have to go that far back to the last time there was just a real NCAA tournament because last year wasn't the same. It was great that we played it, but the whole thing was in Indiana. The whole thing was in Indianapolis. One town, basically, with some outliers in West Lafayette and Bloomington. But you get the point. So you're finally going back to sites, first and second round sites all across the country, which I grew up wanting to go to those games wherever I was, wherever whatever place was hosting basketball within a three hours drive, me and my dad we would try to go to it. If the schedule allowed, we would try to go to it and settle in for that tremendous Thursday or Friday where it's just, you know, 12 hours of basketball. You get the the noon or the 1230 and then the three o'clock game. You get the nice little hour, hour and a half break for dinner when they kick you out. You hit up a bar, get some pizza close by, whatever you can do. And then you come back in seven, eight o'clock and you watch basketball till 12 or one o'clock in the morning. Nothing better. But I uh, I tell you this, that the Horizon League tournament is starting tomorrow. So right here in Ohio, you're going to have some action. 
It starts with campus sites, then the semis on Monday and Tuesday next week, so they take a break and then come back next week and finish it up. That's in Indianapolis. It's at the smaller one, the Indiana Farmers Coliseum, the old barn there. Tomorrow, seventh-seeded Youngstown State will host the 10-seed Robert Morris. And a big congrats to Cleveland State. They had a two-game skid here at the end, but they shared the league title with Purdue-Fort Wayne. Those two had a tremendous triple overtime thriller earlier where Purdue-Fort Wayne got them, but... The Vikings take the top seed and they got the tiebreakers. They will go or they will get the lowest remaining seed after round one sorts out. So reseeding Wright states at the bottom of the bracket as the four seed. They get the highest remaining seed elsewhere. You look at the free fall for Xavier. This is tough. Buckeye fans. I mean, be glad it's not going like that, right? I mean, you talk about what's happening down the stretch and the expectations, I thought, that's a that's a proud basketball fan base there for Xavier. They pack the house. They get loud. Ohio State played there. You remember that environment early this year. They can't be liking what Travis Steele has given them right about now. That's got to be tough. I thought the pieces were there for this team. I thought with what Nunji was giving them, Scruggs, Fremantle, healing up and coming back, Johnson. I know you play Providence and Villanova and UConn. The Big East is good, but... You were supposed to be, you know, a certain type of team, and you're seven and ten in conference play. One game to go against a really bad Georgetown team that is zero and seventeen. Patrick Ewing's Hoyas haven't won in the Big East, so you'll get that game Saturday at seven. Should get to eight and ten. Put them at an eighteen and eleven overall, looking at a seven or eight in the Big East tourney at the Garden. Could be an eight or nine seed in the NCAA tournament. Dayton fans, huge missed opportunity. Got to go to Philly. Any Philly basketball is going to be tough, right? But that's LaSalle in the A-10. 62-60 loss. Missed a three-pointer with one tick left. Knocked you down to 12-4 and four in the league. Two games behind Davidson. You play Richmond on the road tomorrow. Host Davidson on Saturday afternoon. You, you certainly need help there. But you can win the conference tournament. You, you are equipped to win that conference tournament. You've proven that over the whole season. Cincinnati, also free-falling. Losing three straight, five out of six. The stretch run is going to be tough. At Houston tomorrow night, at SMU on Thursday. Then it's conference tourney time the week after. Bearcats looking like a seven or eight seed in their conference tourney now. 17 and 12 overall, seven and nine in the league. The American plays in Fort Worth, Texas. Dickies Arena, like the clothing company, the Dickies. You know, we're working hard, right? We should wear It's not really. Something you would wear for basketball attire, but I think they have some rodeos there, which makes sense in Fort Worth, Texas. Nice looking place. Opened a couple years ago. And of course, the MAC. The MAC is going to start their conference tournament next week as it goes to the place where the Cavs call home, Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. And you look at their standings Toledo 15 and 3, Ohio and Kent State there at 14 and 4, and the Bobcats have had quite a few losses here down the stretch. I always consider them the top team. They and Toledo are 23-6 and six overall. It'll be really interesting to see. I don't think it's going to happen. Two-bid league. So I think you're going to need to go and win that conference tournament, whoever it is. Ohio has Bowling Green and Northern Illinois both on the road here tomorrow and then on March 4th. They're at Northern Illinois. All right, so there's a little look at everything else going on in college basketball in the state of Ohio. It is starting to heat up, friends. Everything else going on around the block, though, including Buckeye women's hockey in the middle of postseason play as well. That's next as the Buckeye Roundtable continues. 
More of Buckeye Roundtable coming up. Presented by Byers Auto on the Ohio State Sports Network from Learfield. Football's Archie Griffin for Encova Insurance. Much like in athletics, Encova Insurance relies on teamwork, accountability, and dedication to execute a successful game plan. With smart digital solutions, superior financial strength, and more, Encova provides a full range of insurance products to encircle businesses and individuals with coverage at every step in life's journey. Contact your independent Encova insurance agent or visit Encova.com for more information. Denzel Ward here for Union Home Mortgage, the official home lending sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. Achieving your dreams takes commitment, hard work, and perseverance. Union Home Mortgage helps you turn the dream house you've always imagined into a reality. They put you first with world-class service, personalized tools, financing, and unwavering support. Get started today at UHM.com. Union Home Mortgage. Promises kept. Union Home Mortgage Corp. is an equal housing opportunity lender. NMLS 2229-8241, Dow Circle West, Strongsville, Ohio, 44136. Take care of your property with equipment you can count on, like the Kubota BX and LO1 Series compact tractors, part of our under 100 horsepower tractor lineup, rated number one for reliability, and Z-Series mowers and sidekick utility vehicles, where durability meets speed. Visit your local Kubota dealer for a demo today. Go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. For a participating Kubota dealer near you, visit BuckeyeKubotaDealers.com. Here's to the ones who put in the work. The no days off, rise and grind warriors who live by the oath of my body is my temple. And when their temple needs to rebuild after a long workout, athletes of all types choose low-fat chocolate milk. It's delicious and contains the right mix of protein and carbs to help refuel exhausted muscles. Chocolate milk turns Motivation Monday into Flex Friday. Crush your goals with the help of a real recovery drink. Try it for yourself. Built with Chocolate Milk is brought to you by the American Dairy Association Mideast, a proud sponsor of Ohio State Athletic. This is the Ohio State Sports Network from Learfield. It is Buckeye Roundtable presented by Buyers Auto in the final segment now. Oh, it's too bad. We only got one to go. Thank my guy Bodie Wells for running the program the entire night. And he really does it most nights that we're here too. So we appreciate that. Buyers Auto Group has been serving Central Ohio and the surrounding areas since 1897. Their relationship doesn't stop when you buy a car. It starts. So come see why it's better to buy at Buyers. Proud sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. Time now for Buckeye Roundtables Around the Block O. I started off with our Papa John's delivery of the game. Presented by Papa John's, where we go back to the men's basketball game, talk about one of the great plays that was uh, dished out there. Maryland got the job done 75-60. to 60. Of course, it went, it went sour fast with about seven or eight minutes to play in the second half. And then the Buckeyes' legs and uh, the energy level, it just it left the building. And, and that was that. Terps were celebrating their 20th anniversary national championship team led by Gary Williams and Juan Dixon and Steve Blake. If you're a college basketball junkie, you remember that team. They were really good. But... I point back to the first half when the Buckeyes, they, they fought in that first half and they were only down four. So it was, it was certainly doable. I mean, you, you hang around, you're, you're within four on the road in the Big Ten at, at the break. You got a chance. There was a, there was a possession that I'm sure will stick out to a lot of fans where the ball movement was crisp. It was fast on the perimeter. I think every guy touched it and it even ended up with, 
with Malachi on the left elbow. He even he kind of went into some post positioning. He was backing down his guy. And then Kyle Young got free underneath, wide open, and Malachi had the wherewithal in the court vision to dump it into him for a nice, easy layup. I think that is, Ohio State fans were saying, more of that, please. Whatever worked there, whatever set was being run there, more of that motion, more of that ball movement, where you get some cutting action to the basket would be great. So... And things, of course, we know how it went in the second half, but that was nice to see. I I got to take a look at Nadine Muzzerall's Ohio State women's hockey team and the show that they put on this past week. They beat up on St. Cloud State at home this past week, and they took care of it in a couple games like we knew they would. We said that on the show last week when she was on here, and it was great talking with her. They beat him 6 nothing on Friday and 3 nothing on Saturday. That's just utter dominance. Now they try to keep it rolling. They will take on the defending national champs once again. It'll be Wisconsin in the WCHA final faceoff. That is essentially the Buckeyes Conference Tournament semifinal. So they'll drop the puck with the Badgers at 4 on Saturday at the beautiful Ritter Arena in Minnesota. I believe that was the first ever solely women's hockey arena that was built in this country. Ritter Arena. No surprise. It's up there in uh, Minneapolis. Little look at the baseball schedule. Rough stay in Texas for Greg Beals and company. Texas State dusted the Buckeyes, sweeping them in three games. Bucks lost 9 1, 8 5, and 6 4. Ups the losing streak to four now. They will try to get it right on Wednesday evening in a one off at Cincinnati. Weather should allow for a pretty decent one. I think that's you know, in central Ohio. Could be 60 degrees on that day. So not bad. Not bad at all. And the softball team split their games in Columbia, South Carolina. They beat South Carolina and Miami of Ohio. They dropped games to Virginia Tech and Troy. And looking at this here, the team gets a week and a half off and gets to go visit another great place to play some ball. They'll take on Stony Brook, Army, UMass, and South Florida in Tampa. Then they roll to Orlando, take on Central Florida, then back to Tampa for a bunch of more games. Not a bad place, right? Not not a bad place to be splitting time between Tampa and Orlando here for the whole month of March. But again, pretty cool to see some nice warm weather coming here to central Ohio. That's perfect when you got March Madness, college basketball is heating up, and you get a little bit of decent weather. Sort of that looking glass into the spring weather that's about to come. Then a spring game hits you, so it's great. Buckeye Roundtable presented by Byers Auto has been brought to you statewide by Encova Insurance, the American Dairy Association Mideast, Papa John's, and by Byers Auto. For our producer, Bodie Wells, I'm Timmy Hall. Thank you so much for listening. This has been the Ohio State Sports Network from Learfield.